Compliance is a profession where people work tirelessly to make the world a better place. And there are hundreds of amazing and inspiring women who have helped the field develop into what it is today. Great Women in Compliance is part of the Compliance Podcast Network. So join Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine as they talk with women in compliance who are making a difference. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'm here with Lisa Fine and Mary Shirley. And we're here to talk about a new podcast that these ladies will be premiering on the Compliance Podcast Network. And for this introductory first podcast, I guess we'll call this Podcast Zero. Uh, because when you guys start, it'll be number one. We're going to talk about what brought you to the profession, um, your individual journeys, and most importantly, why you wanted to start a podcast about great women in compliance. So first of all, uh, welcome. Welcome to the Compliance Podcast Network, and welcome to podcasting, ladies. Thank you so much, Tom, and thank you for having us become a part of the network. We're very excited. Thanks, Tom. Really happy to be here. So, uh, Lisa, why don't we start with you and introduce yourself and tell us uh, how you got to uh, where you are now. Okay. Um, I started, I went to law school at Georgetown um, a, a bit longer ago than anyone cares to admit. And after that, um, I immediately went to a private law firm, a large law firm, and I did some gen I did general litigation and also was part of our pro bono program. Um, and then I was running that for several years. And during that period of time, I became a, very interested in doing the right thing, how do companies do that, making sure that um, you know, if, if you are in a position like a law firm or some, somewhere else like that, that you are able to help people and uh, move certain things forward. Um, after I left there, I ended up going out to, I took a little break after eight years and went out to Park City, Utah and booked ski lessons, which is not the normal ultimate compliance path. Um, but I was out there and I ended up working with the Disability Advocacy Organization. So it was another part of you know, rights and doing the right thing to me. Um, and then when I got back to Washington, D.C., um, I ended up starting to work at Gate Gourmet, also known as Gate Group. And for those listening, if you see the trucks with the basil leaves when you're traveling, um, that's, that's Gate Gourmet um, and Gate Group. It's the largest airline catering, independent airline catering company. I was hired there and I had an opportunity to get into employee relations and HR compliance. And I really fell in love with the compliance side, which seemed to be the conclusion of a lot of the other things along my path. Um, it gave me the opportunity to have, um, to, to make sure that the way we had reg, you know, regulatory concerns, values, our code of conduct, um, all part of what we did. Um, the main thing I did my first few years, which has come, become a huge part of my career, is the investigations and implementing a global whistleblower hotline. Um, so between those few areas, those two things have become you know, some of my passion about this profession. And then at the same time as I be, got able, was, excuse me, was able to meet members of this community, it really made me feel a part of something bigger and a group of people where we all are trying to do the right thing in many different contexts. And I both enjoy it from a, a professional standpoint and a personal professional standpoint because of the network and the community. So that's how I got here. And Mary, um, I think people will probably discern when you start speaking that you're from somewhere east of us. <laughs> so why don't you tell us how you got here? 
Thanks, Tom. Um, I'm originally from New Zealand, and uh, despite being so far away, like Lisa, I started out um, in, in law school. And I would say, though, that I don't think that that is um, the tried and true necessarily best way or, or the requirement for compliance. I think we have a lot of strong compliance professionals who didn't go to law school and took a different path. Um, I worked for regulators in New Zealand in the areas of data privacy and antitrust and moved to Singapore um, after about five years. I took up a position um, as a legal and compliance counsel at Tata Communications and that's where I got my start on the anti-bribery and corruption side of things. Thereafter, I found myself in Dubai as the head of compliance for Agreco. And by that point, in case you haven't already guessed, I got a bit of a taste for uh, international living, learning more about other cultures and how that knowledge applies to and can hugely affect uh, how you enforce or roll out your compliance program. After Dubai, I made my way back to Asia and um, worked in Hong Kong for a compliance consultancy company and uh, through that job um, ended up um, finding a new position at Fresenius Medical Care, um, where I worked in the Hong Kong office, the Singapore office, and the Boston office, um, checking another continent off my list. So for me, the, the international side of things has probably been um, a fairly differentiating factor for um, how I tout myself as a compliance professional, having learned about the different cultures, not just from afar, but really having the boots on the ground experience and uh, generally wanting to know more about my colleagues and what appeals to them um, when they're dealing with compliance practitioners and how I can better tailor my approach and my advice to suit them. Like Lisa, I really love <clears throat> excuse me, the camaraderie of the compliance profession. And I think what started out as being something that was just my job has now inextricably become linked as part of my identity. I see myself as a compliance professional, not only in my um, professional life, but also in my personal life. And it's interesting that once you start seeing yourself like that, my friends as well um, view me as being heavily involved in and passionate about the compliance community and the discipline. You know, it was really fascinating for both of you all about uh, sort of obviously your individual journey, but but Lisa, I wrote down uh, that you said uh, in many ways um, compliance was the conclusion and uh, a conclusion, I would just say probably a conclusion of the first part of your professional journey. And if I could drop on my experience, uh, I would equally say that compliance was uh, a conclusion of the first part of my professional journey really as a lawyer. And then when I moved to compliance um, uh, as a lawyer, uh, I began to see a much broader remit, a much broader picture, a much broader way to not only help uh, corporations do business legally, but actually do business more efficiently and more profitably. So I was really intrigued by you seeing that as uh, seeing that part of your journey as well. And Mary, in terms of what you have done and uh, how with your passion and how people, uh, you, you see things through the lens of compliance, you see things through the lens of business, you see things with a much broader lens than, than with your professional training as a lawyer. I think both of your experiences will mirror many people's uh, in the profession. And, and that's really the next question I wanted to lead with. We are recording this at the 2018 Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics, Compliance and Ethics Institute is the largest 
compliance-related event across the globe uh, each year. I think we have close to 1,800 in attendance. And for me, one of the great things is just to be around that many like-minded people at once. There are, and everyone is a part of the solution. The vendors are part of the solution. The practitioners are the part of the solution. The commentators and podcasters are part of the solution. SCCE is part of the solution. And so um, I really wanted to, to ask you uh, to reflect about, um, Mary, let's just start with you because you ended with this, about the profession and how the profession really works together in a way that certainly uh, the legal profession doesn't work together across companies and probably other corporate disciplines as well. So I think one of the facets for me as to why compliance is so compelling is that you know, we're a non-regulated industry ourselves and so um, and, and relatively um, immature compared to a lot of others such as the legal fraternity. So for practicing compliance there is not necessarily a set precedent or a set of rules as to how where to go about practicing and so one of the things that I have found really helpful and informative is talking with my colleagues in different compliance roles in other companies and asking them about certain issues that I might be bumping up against, of course, keeping that confidentiality where necessary and anim, 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 anonymity. <laughs> I wanted to say, and, um, and it's still not coming up, anonymizing. <laughs> anonymizing. Uh, the the um, cases that I have to bounce ideas off people, do sanity checks. And I think the support of others in the profession has been so useful. Um, men and women alike in this particular profession have been, I think, probably more than most willing to help someone when they have a question to proactively provide support when they think of a way in which they might be able to assist you. And I have really benefited from that. I think that's what makes me feel so excited about this personally is that you feel that support around you, particularly at these conferences that we're recording at now. And Lisa? I, I absolutely agree with everything that Mary's saying. I think one of the things that uh, occurs is sometimes being a compliance professional can also be a little bit of a lonelier profession in your, in your actual organization because it's, as it's still growing and developing, it may be a smaller group. Um, you may have different objectives. But you come to this community and you have this group at the SCCE or other places and everyone has a similar objective, which is to help their companies do the right thing, do the right thing for the employees. Um, and it, because of that, there's sort of a freedom to talk and work together and collaborate. And it's really unique and it's very powerful. We get this opportunity and that's what I get a lot from, from this community. I, I'm sure anybody listening to this will sometimes think I have to go to a conference or a meeting or something. You get here, you're excited. And it's not the location, it's not that, it's the people you can talk to and the questions you get answered and the candor. I mean, everyone is very, very, because we're compliance professionals, very aware that there's an appropriate way to, to speak about what happens in your business and what doesn't. But you can have a really frank conversation on best practices and come out with something tangible and make some friends who are like-minded in their professional journey wherever they are in it. Uh, there's another organization I belong to, and we always say that there is nothing that you are going through that someone else hasn't gone through. And if you don't know someone who hasn't gone through it, you can find someone who has. And that's really true of the compliance profession. 
but it's uh, also true in terms of bo both of you all are, I think, absolutely spot on in, in terms of uh, sharing best practices with other people. It is the most uh, open profession in terms of that. Uh, you can call, uh, my experience has been you can call any compliance practitioner, say, I've got this issue, have you ever seen this? And they will either say, yes, I have, here's how we did it, or no, but I know someone who did, let me uh, put you in touch with them. And so it's been a great, um, great way to, to learn and a great way for the profession to grow. But now let me turn to uh, what I find the most exciting, which is, uh, let's just tell the story. Last night uh, at an event, uh, you two came up to me and said, Tom, we want to start a podcast and we want to talk about great women in compliance. And I said, wow, that's great. So why don't you tell me uh, how you came up with the idea and what you hope to accomplish uh, with this series? Sure. So this is not at all aimed at taking away any of the great contributions by the men in our profession. Um, I've learned so much um, from men just like Tom Fox, in fact. The idea of this was really to um, understand and acknowledge that for women in, in, I guess, pretty much all industries, there is still a glass ceiling and we continue to bump up against that. Um, and while there are initiatives aimed at remediating that issue, I feel a there's a, a bit of artificiality surrounding situations where we insert women in positions just because we need to check a box. Um, I believe that women should be seen in business. I believe that they have a huge part to play. Um, but I want it to be known that women have earned that position. And so the idea of this podcast was really to showcase um, the immense amount of talent that we have um, from the women in the profession, um, as well as the support that they give each other, the support we've received from men in the profession. And uh, of course, we all work together. But the idea of this was really just to promote and bring to the fore some of the strong women that we have around us, our mentors, our peers, our subordinates whose stars continue to rise and uh, give that a little bit of exposure whilst, of course, acknowledging the amazing men uh, that we work with as well. Yeah, I mean, in terms of when we started talking about this, it, it was a group of women and men, and everyone thought mm -hmm. it was a great idea and was very supportive. I think that there are unique challenges to being a woman, as Mary said, in every profession. I also think a community of women to build that is really a useful exercise for being mentors or mentoring, because. I mean, I believe everybody has, you, know, you have your network and the more diverse it is in any way is good, but also women do suffer or deal with unique challenges in the in offices anywhere. We, you know, we'd be remiss to not mention the Me Too era that's coming up, you know, that we're in now. Um, how do we handle that? How do we help younger women who are newer in the career navigate for it personally and how to handle it in a company, depending on who they're dealing with. Um, you may have a very junior woman compliance officer dealing with some very senior complaints or issues. Um, and I just, I think that that was one of the, the biggest reasons and to, to develop this network going forward so that there is a place to go and that people can hear the different career paths and the interesting work that women are doing in this, in this field. Cause there are some tremendous, tremendous women that have really like, led this whole uh, profession. So I think that's pretty much why you know, I, I wanted to do that. And I actually, there was one other thing I did want to mention. Um, the company that I, I'm working in you know, what is very international and it's European based. And one point I, that was interesting for me is as an American woman going in and dealing with a very male, uh, male dominated leadership team 
um, in Europe, it's always interesting to sort of think about, and this is not unique to Europe or my country or that or any particular countries. It could be anywhere. How do you how do you hand you know deal with things in the current political environment as a woman, as uh, an American? Um, and I just think that those are also really interesting experiences for those in global organizations to share. Well, ladies, uh, I am extraordinarily excited that uh, you have decided to start this podcast. I cannot wait to see where you take it. I think it's going to be fabulous. I think that it will be a resource for obviously women, but frankly, for the entire compliance community as well. So thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Tom. Tom. We're very excited. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.